2: the fifa video game franchise is a commercial juggernaut but there are big changes in store ea sports which makes the game announced this week that its partnership with fifa itself will end next year what does this mean for ea for fifa for the game itself Football business reporter Matt Slater is here to tell us all about it from The Athletic. I'm Alex Abnos, and this is Soccer Every Day for Thursday, May 12th. All right, the relationship between FIFA and EA Sports is going to be over. They announced that it will end next year in 2023. And today I have Matt Slater here with me to talk through some of the implications with that. Uh, Matt... I think any fan of soccer or football, whatever you want to call it, worldwide, understands that in a general sense, the FIFA game is a very big deal uh, right now. But it wasn't always that way. FIFA and EA Sports began their partnership in 1993. What did that look like? I would gather that it was much, much different than it looks like today.
0: Well, both the game and the partnership difference, um, right. I mean, just in terms of the game. I, I, I'm going to caveat this entire conversation by saying, right at the beginning, I know nothing about games. Sure, I, I am of that. I don't know. I just, 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 it's never, 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 never did it for me. However, I have children, so I. So I'm you know, fully so you do know about the games <laughs> of the phenomenon of FIFA. Yeah. I mean, I totally get it, and just how they, how they come to the game, how they talk about the sports, how they play the sport. My God. The impact of this game is is what, you know, I think is really interesting as opposed to the game itself. However, you know, I have written about it and it is a huge sports business story. So I have actually, you know, uh, learned a little bit about the game. And back in 1993, it was a very, very simple game. And it's probably one of the reasons why I don't play it, because I remember (laughs) that, you know, this sort of kind of very blocky you know didn't look very realistic you know it reminds me of the sort of computer games that were around well of course you know it was, it was yeah, we shouldn't be surprised by that it wasn't It wasn't a great game I didn't think it was a great experience but then I wasn't really into computer games so maybe I'm the wrong guy to um, talk about that but it was a, it was what I think is is interesting is you know EA is an American company uh, their big sports simulation games at the time were you know America Sports
2: you know Madden um, and yeah, of
0: course, of course, sports, yeah. and you know the soccer project was sort of run by a few guys over there in the corner. Yeah, go on, see see what you can do. Um, what are we going to call this thing? FIFA International Soccer. Mm, all right then, you know, and the first and the first conversation was with FIFA, and we're going to do it around you know World Cups because that at least made some kind of sense to the Americans that were running the show. Um, and you know that conversation with FIFA was right, well, we want to make this computer game. We want to make it realistic. We want to put names and badges and stadiums in there. And FIFA were like, what? Sorry, so what, so, so, what, so what, what? Right, okay. They had no idea what to charge. That, 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 I think, from a sports business angle, is the first big impact of the game. It got soccer, football, thinking about licensing, image rights, it just the it was a conversation people were not having back then you know back then your main sponsorships for a player were your boots you know the, the the shirt on the front you know the name on the front of the shirt that belonged to the club but for you it was your boots maybe your shin pads if you were a goalkeeper your goalkeeper gloves you know maybe the really famous handsome guys did a bit of aftershave or something or a haircare product. but it but it you know it wasn't it, it wasn't very <laughs> you know we were we, so it, it i I'm not that old, but I look back (laughs) to think on those times, and I just think, what on earth? The way we see, the way we use footballers now, and the way we use football now, has just come on so much. And you know, FIFA, the game, has played a huge part in that.
2: Um, This has obviously, as you mentioned, changed quite a bit uh, since 1993. I remember, even just the world of sports licensing is is very different. A long time ago, for a different publication, I did a story about. NBA Jam um, being the first game in the U.S. that used like that went out of their way to license like players faces and their likenesses and use official team names and things like that. That's obviously now kind of something you have to have in order (laughs) to have a successful game in in whatever sport. Um, So how has that relationship changed between FIFA and EA Sports over time? In addition to the fact that it just became this. Gigantic commercial yeah. phenomenon.
0: Well, I think that let's sort of start with that first. So, you know, obviously the the game evolved, computer gaming technology evolved. The game just got better, yeah. uh, it got richer. The experience got richer, and of course, EA FIFA, FIFA EA were having this for most of the nineties and into the noughties. This this sort of ding dong battle with Konami's game Pro Eva, which which mm-hmm. which you know again i'm not a computer computer game guy expert but for a time was considered certainly by some to be a certainly a different game maybe a better game but what the fifa ea game went for was the things that my kids appear to like is that oh I get to be so and so in the game I get to play as my team I get to play as Manchester United versus you know whatever you can choose your team you can can be a tiny team and you can have a, a game that would never really happen and that's what they love they love seeing the authenticity of the stadiums there the actual likeness of the face the proper so anyway FIFA EA spent an awful lot of money on licensing and spent an awful lot of money on packaging and marketing the game using real players, real names. Whereas the other game, Konami, that was, you know, kind of the hipsters game, I guess. Had a different sort of feel to it. And pre- maybe, look, I, I'm broad brushstroke stuff here, but, but for them, it was more about the gaming experience. Well, EA won. EA won. Konami, you know, at a sort of crucial moment, various experts have told me sort of different reasons at different times, but the, the important thing is that EA won. Right. And what had been a sort of genuine, oh, this year's game's better than that, yeah, duh, 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 duh. It, it was a genuine sort of one, one was ahead of the other. No, FIFA's now emphatically in front, and Konami gave up, basically. And looking back, everyone now thinks, well, okay, FIFA was learning from Konami and learning from its other games and just making it game better. But crucially, it was the licensing arrangements. It didn't have to call its players silly names or its teams, you know, Manchester Reds or whatever it was, you know, because they didn't have the right to use Manchester United's name in the game. So that relationship was symbiotic. It was so tight. And and by this point, which I think is where we're going to get to with this conversation, is that FIFA was important, as in FIFA, real FIFA. But it wasn't the most important thing in many ways. There were so many licensing agreements. This game apparently has more than than any other because it's so big now and it has arrangements with all the players and all the clubs and all the leagues. and, And every year the game grows. There's a new team, there's a new league in there. So think about all those arrangements. So that original one, the first, the breakthrough one, has become less important As the game has got bigger and richer, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, and that I think is is to you know fast forwarding through this relationship where you know the name of I guess the the name of the thing is the most important I think to FIFA, the real FIFA, but EA it's like well hold on a minute you know do we need you do we actually need you because the game is now established in its own right right and the World Cuppy bit of it is good but you know we look at our data and we can see. probably more people are playing as, as Liverpool uh, than they are as Brazil or England or what have you. And they're playing, you know, Premier League games or they're playing, you know, kind of invented games. Um, I don't know, you know, Real Salt Lake versus versus Stoke City. You know, you, have fun with it. That That's what they're seeing. So so the numbers guys are like, right, how much are we paying in licensing? Which, which is our biggest deal, right? And do we need them anymore? So that's what we've got to.
2: Yeah, so this is all, of course, background for the news this week, that the partnership between FIFA, real FIFA, and EA Sports is ending. The game previously known as FIFA will be called EA Sports FC after they make a new edition of the game for next year's World Cup. By the way, EA Sports FC, my opinion, not that it matters, <laughs> kind of a dumb name, but that's like just kids me.
0: hate it. They've already voted <laughs> on it.
2: Yeah. <laughs> um, and as, as somebody that plays a little bit of FIFA every now and again, I... I it's been interesting to see those licensing agreements that you mentioned, Matt, start to sort of fall away or people speaking out against them. It used to just be taken for granted that every player and every team and every club uh, crest would be in the game and available to you. And now uh, the last mm-hmm. edition of, of the game that I got Juventus is Piemonte yep. Calcio, yep. and Roma is Roma FC a Rome FC, or something like that, and yep. Yep. I remember Zlatan Ibrahimovic yep. saying something to the to the effect of like, "Time Why to investigate." Not get, yeah, yeah, time to investigate. No
0: one had asked him apparently,
2: <laughs> right? So it feels like there have been more conversations taking place around the licensing aspect of the FIFA game. So, yeah. were you surprised in any way to see this particular news happen when it uh, when it came out this week? No,
0: not at all. So, um, about a year ago, we got hints and i think there are a few elements to this one is this this real fifa just it's been one of the stories of the last few years this 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 drive for revenue this sort of post fifa crisis drive for revenue because and this this endless row they're having with uefa which is european football's governing body because uefa is richer than them so that's strange. You've got sort of like the vassal, you know, bit medieval terminology being richer than the king and that just can't be right. Right. Um, and that leads to all kinds of tensions between the two organisations and it's really because UEFA has this amazing club competition the Champions League and FIFA doesn't. So FIFA's yeah. constantly looking for new ways to drive revenue, to, do, to distribute money uh, but it's sort of seeing that Europe keeps winning everything as well and that's not great if you're the world global governing body. So, there, there, you know, there's it's not always, you know, for bad reasons that FIFA's doing stuff though sometimes it is. But, um, so they're looking for money, uh, which leads, I think, to tensions with commercial partners. And in, and in non-World Cup years, so basically the way FIFA's finances run is they make it's feast of famine, right? They make an absolute boom every four years. And that, that's they, they do these sort of four year budgets, these four year cycles. And in a non-World Cup year. They tend to make something like, I don't know, $250 million, $300 million, of which a great big chunk, most of it, is licensing. Now, that's not all from EA, but quite a lot is. EA is probably the biggest single component there. So that relationship's important. I think FIFA has been kind of agitating for more. The story was they wanted to double that. Uh, they wanted to do like a sort of four-year deal, I think, for about a billion dollars. And as I said in my last answer, I think EA have been looking at all their arrangements and going – do we really need that one? And that's the one we absolutely need. We mustn't lose that relationship with Manchester United and et cetera, et cetera. But do we need FIFA these days? I don't know. And I think the other thing that I have noticed about the game, you know, again, talking to people that play it, is the game has created brands of its own. And it it, it touches on your answer about the name they've chosen, which I think is a bit, Mm. you know. Ultimate Team is, I thought, one of the brands that, that EA has created, and that's what my kids spend a lot of time playing in. Which I wondered if they just rebrand the entire game as that, because that mm-hmm. is that's the bit of the game that drives the most revenue. It's no longer just the you know whatever you pay for the buy the box thing once at Christmas or whatever it might be. It's the live in service bit of it, and this is where computer gaming technology and the gaming industry is going anyways. You think about free games, games that we play on our mobile phones, Fortnite, etc. Those are the big games in terms of numbers. They're huge. EA's, yeah, uh, you know, FIFA's a smaller game. It's it's a very profitable game because you do pay for it, and you pay for bits in the game. But I think the thinking in gaming now is you just lower the cost of ent- of access, and you make games basically free, and then you 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 basically get people hooked, right. absolutely hooked, and then you, you get this sort of regular payment thing. So it's like the gaming industry's gone away. It's moving away from these. The, some of these licensing deals, or certainly kind of reevaluating the cost of them. EA the game, I think has got more confident and is, you know, has a presence of its own. It does it need that relationship with the global governing body of the sport anymore? No. I think FIFA got a bit greedy, frankly. Yeah. But then but then you can always spin victories or opportunities out of defeats, right? So what we're already hearing from FIFA is ah fine, we've given them another year because you don't want to sort of disrupt things for Qatar and, but, you know, in 2023, you wait to see all the games that FIFA launches. There's going to be simulation games, non-simulation games. There's going to be all sorts of stuff. And it was really interesting in Gianni Effettino's, the FIFA president talking about it yesterday. He said, whatever we do is going to be the best. And in the press release, the best is all uppercase. Now, that it, is yeah. that is what they call their football awards. Right. FIFA the best awards. So I think we're getting a bit of a clue here as to how FIFA started to brand itself the best.
1: This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear courtside seats to an NBA game and more head over to Michelob slash courtside to learn more.
2: Now they can, you know, have all the sort of synergy they want with, <laughs> with, uh, names and, and, and things like that. Do you think that the amount of money that they're going to get out of these sorts of opportunities is going to match, uh, what they were getting from FIFA? Because as you said, they're in a constant battle for revenue. This seems like an interesting move to make to yeah. sever ties with one of their biggest, uh, <laughs> revenue providers yeah. when they're well, trying guess- to do that.
0: I guess that's the billion-dollar question, isn't it? I mean, who knows? Yeah. I mean, maybe we'll have to come back in a, in a couple of years' time and have a look because, you know, FIFA. To be fair to them, do publish their results every year. They have a congress every year, and there's a report, and we can pick through it and we can see what they're getting out of licensing. Um, I wonder. Yeah, but this has clearly been a been a, a great relationship for both parties. I mean, if you think about real FIFA again, certainly for the a sort of four or five year patch what was the only story you ever read about FIFA? A bad one. Corruption, right? Even that, you know, FIFA World Cup being dished out to someone, but they were often, you know, corruption stories as well. So for a while, the only story, the only other time that FIFA would get into a newspaper would be for the wrong reason. At least every year, they had this sort of positive story around this game and they had this sort of name association that even you know six seven year olds who know nothing about you know why would they care about you know global sports politics oh FIFA yeah 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 they run football right yeah, you know, they're they're on the front cover of my game um so at least they had that but now and now you know they're not going to have that and they had a right. they had a price in mind and EA said no and it took a year or so of you know presumably some negotiations to sort of both parties to reach this point so I don't think it was a kind of like no you know a flat no I, I imagine EA tried and I imagine you know they would. attempts to meet in the middle, but it hasn't happened. And my my hunch is that EA will be fine. Yeah. Maybe FIFA will as well.
2: It could be. It it seems like the kind of thing that might be the best for both parties, but it's hard to say right now. Um, I'll finish with this, Matt, keeping and bearing in mind that, as you said, you don't play the game, but I think this is something a lot of people will be curious about. I'm wondering if you are aware of any of this you know what will EA Sports FC once that becomes the game lose by not having the FIFA license involved like I would assume for example as somebody that plays the game that I will still be able to do my dream career mode taking Accrington yeah. yeah, yeah. Stanley up to the up to the <laughs> to the Premier League and yeah. you know winning the Champions League et cetera, et cetera. but they're probably I probably won't be able to take or at least there won't be a tournament in the game called yeah. the World Cup with the World Cup trophy Etc. Etc. Is that like is that all we're talking about here, or is there more?
0: I I think so. You know, okay. I, I'm I'm struggling to think what else FIFA was bringing to the party in terms of you know image rights these days. You know, anything around anything you know the properties they own. So so World Cups, Club World Cups, Women's World Cups, um, the international team names, the trophy. You know, maybe if you wanted to play, to think, if you wanted to play a game in a World Cup sort of stadium, but they're all club stadiums anyway. So I'm, I'm, I'm struggling to think really, apart from the big name on the front cover and that kind of, you know, very sort of shorthand, our oh, FIFA, everyone knows what we're talking about. Right. That, that's that gone. And that clearly has a value. And I did, though, to be fair, notice that EA, uh, the company's share price fell slightly yesterday. And it's been, you know, it's been a little bit down, but it's still, you know, way up on where it was a decade ago. I mean, it's still, a, you know, if you, if, you, if you bought EA shares 10 years ago, you're looking good. Uh, and it can, you know, and it made two billion dollars last year, of of which, you know, a big chunk came from this football game, this soccer game. So, um, that's why I sort of think EA, the company, and this this game, will continue to do well. Um, and look, and I and I come at it also from this sort of point of view. Well, what, what's what's this game done? And it, the fact that you and I are talking, I think the game helped break America. Oh yeah, I, I really do.
2: I think and I that, think that's I think anybody that that is a fan in the United States would agree,
0: <laughs> and that is massive for FIFA, real FIFA. Where's the next World Cup? Well, the one after this one. It's massive for anyone that's in in the football industry. You know, if if, if football is soccer can genuinely, genuinely break North America, you know,
2: then everyone got, should everyone, everyone,
0: everywhere everyone <laughs> should cla- everyone should clap EA and say, yeah. guys, you you played you played a role in this.
2: It's true. Um, it certainly, it certainly played, a, you know, it's, there are a lot of people that in, in actual soccer that, that did a lot as well. So I hesitate mm, to say that, mm-hmm. it, that it, you know, that it yeah. did everything, but it clearly played a role, at least in fandom. I remember, you know, it's, you can watch, even though soccer was not as available to watch as it is now, I was still able to watch it, but I didn't know every player on every team. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Until I played for and, and the, levels know
0: <laughs> the levels of knowledge, the levels of knowledge, the stuff yeah. my kids know about teams in Italy and Spain, uh, you name it, you know, I yeah. just, I'm never, I'm, I'm constantly amazed that they know the left back that plays <laughs> for Sevilla or Villarreal. I'm like, it's my job and I have no idea who you're talking about. Oh yeah, yeah, he's, re- he's really good. He's got this move. He's really fast. How do you know this stuff? Oh, I, play, I play
2: him. I played him. Well, it sounds like that aspect of things is not going to change at all, but Matt Slater... Thank you so much for running through this news for us. And uh, I'll uh, hope to have you on the show again soon. Anytime. Before we go, a quick TV guide for today. All times are Eastern, and it's a big day in the Premier League at 2.45 p.m. Tottenham Hotspur hosting Arsenal on USA Network. That's obviously a gigantic game in the race for the fourth Champions League spot. And then later on tonight in Liga Amekis, we have the Ligia, basically the playoffs, we're in the first of two legs in the quarterfinals at 8 p.m., Cruz Azul, hosting Tigres. That is on 2DN. And then at 10.05 p.m., Chivas de Guadalajara, hosting Atlas in the first leg of that one. That is going to be on Telemundo and NBC Universal. This show is produced by Mike Zimmerman with help from John Hayes. You can get ad-free versions of the show by subscribing to The Athletic, and you can subscribe for $1 a month for six months by going to theathletic.com slash soccer every day. Thank you so much for listening and happy soccer to you all.